Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers, I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Captain Matty D. Aye aye, and he was dead the entire time. (gasps) Yes, 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 I know, right, I know, surprising, and if you didn't want to know that, then you shouldn't be listening to the show because that is a spoiler. It certainly is because what we do on this show is we look at all the promotional material for upcoming Hollywood blockbusters and then we attempt to predict as much of the plot as humanly possible. But we're not doing that this week because, of course, you've joined us for another instalment of Actual Spoilers where we go back and see how well we did predicting the movie. And this week we're talking about the Disney, uh, what would you call it, Riverboat Adventure Jungle Cruise. It's like an old school adventure movie, right? Yeah, I guess so. It very much felt like an old school adventure movie. Though, if you ask me, and I think this is something we discussed heavily in the original episode, it feels like a lot of other more recent movies as well. It does, yes. But I guess we can break that down as we talk about our plot and then when we talk about our thoughts on the movie. But it goes without saying, if you haven't listened to our original Jungle Cruise episode, we recorded it all the way back in, I think, July 2020, so almost two years ago now. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, I beg you to go back and listen to that before you continue with this one, because we're just going to make references to what we said in that episode, so you might be a little bit lost if you haven't heard it. And if you haven't seen Jungle Cruise, please go see Jungle Cruise first, because we are going to spoil a lot of major plot elements. We don't want to ruin your experience watching Jungle Cruise. And you might think that Jungle Cruise may not be the sort of movie that can be spoiled, but let me assure you right now, there is a few twists and turns in it that I didn't see coming, Matty D didn't see coming. Not at all. Not at all. That will, reflect, uh, that will reflect on our points, I guess. But yeah, I guess that leads me perfectly into explaining how the points work. So this is essentially like a report card episode. So we grade how well we did with predicting the movie by giving each other points. So if we saw something in the trailer and we got the context of that exactly right in the movie, that's worth a single point. If we called something out of the blue that there was no previous information on, that's worth two points. And if we're on the right track, but we've got a few details off, we're like almost there, but not quite, that's only worth half a point. Now, typically around this point, I would ask Matty D, I would quiz Matty D on how well he thought that the movie did in the worldwide box office. But because I predicted in the original episode that the movie was going to be a flop, Matty D actually suggested that we turn the tables this week and uh, suddenly I'm in the hot seat. And now it's my opportunity to look silly by giving a, a number how, that's how nowhere near this feel? truth. How does it feel? Because you predicted this movie would flop. That's what you thought. Yeah, that's right. So do you have an idea how much this movie would have made? Now, this came at a time around COVID time. Do we know the budget? Yes, we do. The budget was... Was it $220 million from memory? $200 million. Oh, it was just $200 million. Okay, so I'm remembering from the original episode that it was, yeah, it was an expensive movie. It would have to have a lot of eyes on it to make that money back. And then if you factor in advertising, yeah. But it came out during, it was during COVID time, and I believe the movie came out direct to Disney Plus, because I think that's where I watched it. Yes, it did. And I think it had a limited theatrical release. Now, I've got to say, for each of these episodes, I do a fair amount of research, just so I can talk about the movie in like some level of depth. And it was so hard for me not to look at how much the movie made, or even look at the reviews and see if it was a critical success or not, or if audiences actually saw the movie. So I was literally sitting there writing notes and I was scrolling down the Wikipedia page and you know how on the section there's like a yes. box that tells you where yep. the, the worldwide box office was I literally had my hand over the screen <laughs> so I could read the other sections around it but not see the, the how much the movie made good boy good boy I so appreciate that I tried that. really hard it was so hard to avoid it and I tried really hard not to see it so I have no idea so if I had to guess I would say that the movie made around 90 million dollars it made 220.9 million dollars Really? Yes. That's almost exactly what I guess the budget would be. Yes. 
So is that a, a flop or is that a success? So it made twenty million over its budget, which isn't a huge amount. And then I don't know how big the advertising budget was. What did they say on uh, Box Office Mojo or Wikipedia or wherever you got this information from? Uh, how much? If it was a success or a failure. Look, what I read into it, it, it opened when it opened. It made um, also. How did it make that amount of money? Thirty-five mil in the sure. US box office, and then more. Then thirty million on Disney Plus and Premier Access. Yeah, because you had to first pay three days. You had to pay like thirty bucks to see it. Because I know I did when it came. So out. I was trying to as well kind of decide whether that was a flop or whether that was a success. Looking at Rotten Tomatoes, it seems that audiences like it. It got it got sixty two percent from yeah. the critics. It got ninety. That, that means it's about middle of the road. Ninety two percent from audiences. Most reviews were praising of it, saying they liked it. It was fun. Is this? This is critics. Okay, so this this is critics and not audiences. The one thing that people had a problem with, I think it won't surprise you, is Mm -hmm. the uh, McGregor character. Yep. A lot of the LGBTQ plus community were not happy with his portrayal. Yeah, I did a bit of research into that. I I looked at a lot of sort of uh, gay publications, just uh, they're out there. Yes. Just movie reviews and sort of talking about these sort of characters and how how the community as a whole feels about them. I was doing this as a part of my research, of course, to see if I'm if I'm deserving of getting points in this episode, or if Matty D deserves to lose points. But yeah, we'll discuss that further as we break down our plot. But yeah, there was a lot of uh, it was, there was a quiet uproar about the movie because everyone knew what the performance was going to be before it came out, and Disney didn't really prove anybody wrong. No, with the portrayal of the character. No. McGregor's character. And uh, interestingly enough, Jack Whitehall defended that. Did Jack, Did you come across no, that? No, I didn't come across research? that, no. In an interview, he said that he was proud that they created a character with a rich backstory and that they talked a lot about how they should talk about his sexuality in the film and he was ultimately happy with how it went down, which a lot of people are sure, like. Sure, of course he's going to say that. Yeah, a lot of people kind of felt that they kind of skirted around the issue and didn't yeah. address it properly and then did it in a way that they could pat themselves on the back but not yeah. actually have a have a gay character and then also had had it was a very stereotypically gay character as well and there was a lot of people that had a problem with the fact that why'd you not hire a, a gay actor yeah you know well the actor doesn't necessarily need to be gay or straight to play a gay or straight character because you know we have gay actors all the time playing straight characters sure. And sure. sure, in the interest of diversity and, and maybe giving a convincing portrayal of a gay character, maybe we would prefer to cast a gay actor. But again, in saying that, I think the the way that I approached the McGregor character may have been a bit off from the beginning, from its inception. So yeah, it, it's just it just raised more problems than it actually solved. So yeah, exactly. Maybe we can break that down further as we discuss like what our thoughts on the movie are. But if from the sounds of what you're telling me, uh, all opinions on Jack Whitehall's acting aside, and then all of the box office that you tell me sounds like it was a pretty mixed movie. Like, it doesn't sound like it was a huge success and it doesn't sound like it was a failure either. I don't think people hated it or really, really loved it, but they enjoyed it enough. I certainly didn't hear much about the movie after it came out. No. It, it didn't win the hearts of everybody, I'd say. So, uh, it, was it a flop? Was it a success? I guess it was neither, really. I would argue that it may actually be a flop just given the amount of money it made. $20 million take home subtracting the amount that they spent on advertising. And I, I'm pretty sure there was a fairly large advertising oh, push huge, for this movie. huge. I don't think that's like a profit. No. So They, they just made a little over their budget, which... Yeah, yeah. which is a failure. So. I think I think we can say this was not... A, this was a flop. Okay. Does that mean I get extra points? <laughs> was this endeavour worth uh, it's it? It's not a terrible flop. I mean, they made over their budget. Yeah. 
wasn't a total failure. It wasn't a complete flop. But yeah, I, I think uh, I think it, it was considered a commercial failure, mm. if anything. Yeah. Anyway, let's get into seeing how well we did predicting the movie. Now, you went first in that original episode. I did. So, I had the pleasure of going through what you said and comparing it to the movie and awarding points. And let's get into it right now. So, you thought that the movie would open with a cold open. That's wrong straight okay. off the bat. Okay. All right. All right. Because it starts with a flashback all the way to 1556. Next up, you said that the movie is set in the early 1930s, right before World War II. Now, it's actually set in 1916 in the middle of World War I. Now, I believe you actually... I changed my mind. You changed your mind, but I get into that a little bit later. You said that the movie will open in London. I gave you a point for that because, well, after the introductory scene, it does open in London. My hard-earned research paid off. (laughs) You were so impressed with yourself in that original episode that you called that it was London, even though it was painfully obvious that it was London. (laughs) They might as well have been playing like... In the background in the trailer at that point. So, yeah, we only got a point for it anyway. At this point in the episode, I, for some reason, I was such an idiot back then. I convinced you that it was clearly not the 1930s. Why did I do that? Why was I helping you out? I, I should have just sat there and kept my mouth shut. I guess I didn't want you to look like an idiot. So I ended up convincing you otherwise, and then you changed your mind and said that it was taking place during the final days of World War II. And when I asked you what year, you said 1918. So you were closer, but still not correct. Yeah, still not correct. Now, the reason I said in the 30s was because these kind of movies usually take place in that time period. Yeah, except for African Queen, which this was clearly based on, which took place during World War One, Which I never saw. But, you know, that's a, that's a popular period of time to do these kind of movies. Yeah. So, yeah. So that, you're that's thinking, You're thinking Indiana Jones, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's a fairly good guess, but in this circumstance, I think it was fairly obvious that it wasn't the 1930s. I think the vehicles in that London scene, in that scene that you were so proud that you picked it was London, <laughs> the vehicles and the World War One uniforms should have been a big giveaway of what time period it was. I'm no historian, Kieran. I don't know what the uniforms look like. That was a short scene anyway. Anyway, I got close. I got close. You got close, but yeah, let's move on. So you said that Lily will enter a museum while her brother, while she tells her brother McGregor to wait in the car outside like a child. <laughs> I gave you half a point for that because they're both already inside the Royal Society. So this this museum, I suppose, we see is the London Royal Society. Yes. You said that McGregor won't be played as a gay stereotype, but will simply not be heroic. So that that was your assessment of yeah. what his character would be because we didn't really see him in the trailer beyond a few shots. Now. As we already discussed, he is very much a stereotype. There were people who were offended. You could try and claim that it isn't a stereotype. But no. I mean, we um, had every, like, cliche under the sun. We had him, like, with all his, his clothes. Like, he had all these bags. He, you know, he had to have a different outfit for each occasion. He was very prissy. Yeah, he ran. Like, like oh, it was terrible. Yeah, it was a really it was it was terrible a pink face, I think is what I called it. it and terrible. it was exactly that. Now, he does end up being heroic by the end of the movie. And I do actually yes. give you a point because you do call that later on. But I, I said that we'll was get his there when arc, we get there. right? Yeah, that's He turns right. out to be a good fighter all the way through the movie as well, which Pretty is much. Turn. Yeah, but he always does the thing of punching somebody in the face and then goes like, Ooh. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Another stereotype. It was like a carry-on movie. Oh. <laughs> oh. Matron, take them away. You said that Lily is an academic who has tracked down the chest to a museum. Now, I gave you a point for that because Lily is a doctor. She's a doctor of botany, and she knows that the Royal Society has a chest of artifacts that she wants to study. Mm-hmm. Well, she wants to take, you know, the, the arrowhead specifically. Yes. You said that Lily will explain that the chest contains an arrowhead that is the key to unlocking a tree of healing. Gave you a point for that because that was all in the trailer. Yep, we knew that going in. 
You said that the bad guy played by Jesse Plemons' character is also in the museum. I gave you a point for that as well because it's in the trailer. I just turned to look at Matty D and he went bright red and his head is in his hands and I know exactly why. So, speaking of Jesse Plemons' character. Yes? You said that the bad guy's name would be Boss Rasher, which, by the way, your pronunciation of that changed every time you said it, and he is German. What's new? I gave you a point for that. Uh, oh, okay. Because he is German. <laughs> Thank you. But now is your chance. So his name is not Boss Rasher. And we'll get into why you thought he was called Boss Rasher in a second. But now's your chance to redeem yourself. What is his actual name? What's his actual name? Yep. Oh, I can't remember. He was <laughs> Prince Prince something beginning with W. No, it starts with a J. Oh, does it? Yep. What is it? So his name is Prince Joachim. Oh, okay. So Joachim. Right. Is the easiest way to remember it. So they mispronounce it as Joachim, sort of like Joachim Phoenix. Uh-huh. But he gets upset and he's like, no, it's Joachim. Yeah. So I think he only says his name one time in the whole movie and none of the other characters refer to him by name either. They just call him the Prince. The Prince, yeah. But it is Joachim. But I did listen out for his name because <laughs> it's a You must have been disappointed. Were you actually thinking that you had a chance of being correct when you were watching the movie? You're like, maybe. No. Uh, no, it was it was really a guess. This was a character that didn't have a name when we I went. I guess it was a stretch. That's what it was. It was. It was. And, and do we want to talk about this now where I got that name? No, I'll talk about it in a okay, second. All right. And, and why it is ridiculous. So... You said that Joachim is wealthy and vain and doesn't pay much attention to his surroundings. I gave you half a point because he is wealthy and vain. He has like a little uh, living room set up on his uh, submarine where he pours out tea. I thought that was great. That was cool. But he's paying more attention to what's going on than anybody else in the scene. Yeah. Very smart man. Paying more attention than I did. Yeah. So you said that Lily will tell Joachim that she wants to use the arrowhead to find the tree. But he, you actually called him Boss Ratcher at this point rather than (laughs) Boss Rasher. You said that uh, Joachim wants to send the arrowhead to a museum in Germany where it will spend its time behind glass rather than being used for any other purpose. Now, that's not true at all because Joachim actually wants to find the tree himself. Yes, he does. And of course he does. Why wouldn't he? I don't know. Bad guys. You said that Lily opens the chest anyway and she times her strikes with the strikes of a nearby archaeologist who is hammering away at an artifact. I gave you a point for that because, again, it was in the trailer. Sorry, in the trailer, yeah. You said that Lily will steal the arrowhead and the people in the room all pursue her. Again, another point for that. And you said that Lily hijinks her way out of the museum and lands in a bus and escapes. Another point there. This was all in the trailer. You said that we will then be introduced to our secondary lead, Frank, who is doing a riverboat tour with a bunch of rich tourists. A point for that again in the trailer. You said that the tour is fake with people pretending to be natives with mechanical hippos and the famous backside of water. Again, a point for that all covered in the trailer. You said that Frank will make several lame puns straight from the Disneyland ride. I gave you two points for that because while it wasn't in the trailer, it was absolutely true and a really good call. Yeah, not doing too bad. So good of a call, in fact, that I did it myself. (laughs) You said that the cruise will be underwhelming, but we will see Frank's charisma shine through. I gave you a point for that as well because it's The Rock. How is his charisma not going to shine through? Exactly. If he didn't have his charisma, he wouldn't be in movies. (laughs) You said that Lillian McGregor will arrive in a nearby port. So this is in the Amazon, I believe. And I gave you a point for that because, again, we saw it in the trailer. And you said that Lily will tell McGregor that they need to find someone to take them upriver to the Crystal Sea. I forgot the Spanish name. I didn't write it down. Uh, El Cris. Yeah, something like that. La Mars La Cristal or something like that. Something like that. I gave you a point for that because we know that from the trailer again. You said that Lily will meet a reputable boater who tells her that nobody is crazy enough to take them upriver. I gave you half a point because it's actually Frank who tells her this while he's pretending to be Paul Giamatti's character, Nilo. This doesn't happen, but I think it's no. a, it was a good guess by me. Yeah, you're on the right track, but yeah, it doesn't happen. You said that after overhearing some tourists, Lily finds Frank and asks him to take her up the river. Gave you half a point because uh, she doesn't, but I already gave you half a point earlier for the same conversation that she had with Frank. 
You said that Frank will have a pet bird. He doesn't. It's Neil's no, bird. No, there is a bird in the in the movie, and I saw it in the trailer, and I saw it in what I presumed was Frank's office, which yeah. isn't Frank's office. Well, he's he's pretending it, that it's his office, but so we I, didn't see that in the trailer. I thought he had a pet bird. He has a pet leopard, but he doesn't yeah. have a pet bird. You, neither of us predicted that he would have a pet leopard. No. You said that Frank would be opposed to taking the journey at first, but he's convinced when Lily says that she comes from wealth. I gave you a point for that as well, because, again, in That's the trailer. True. You said that they'll go to, quote, a cool bar. It was. To discuss further terms, and Frank says the trip will cost more if she dies. I gave you a point for that. Uh, I guess it was a cool bar. It's I a thought bar. it was a cool bar. It's a bar that I'd like to go to. Uh, we're led to believe that Frank built it himself, but <laughs> that's neither here nor that's there. That's true, he did, didn't he? Yeah, we'll get into that later. Which makes it cooler. Yeah, exactly. You said that Frank knows everybody in the bar. I gave you a point and a half for that because you're more right than you know. Uh, because Frank knows everybody in the town because he built it. <laughs> <laughs> You said that Frank suddenly notices that they are being followed and a fight breaks out. I gave you a point for that. Again, it does happen in the movie, but we do see it, I believe, in one of the trailers. We do, yeah. You said that Lily can handle her own during this fight, but McGregor is useless and Frank is a badass. Well, I gave you a point for that because that's just all a given. You said that they'll have a chase scene through the port and make it to Frank's boat by the skin of their teeth while McGregor is scared the whole time. I gave you a point for that as well because, again, we see it in the trailer. You said that Joachim is behind this whole chase. I gave you a point and a uh, half. Boss he's only- Rasher is. Yeah, well, you said Boss Rasher. Well, who knows how you pronounce it in the moment. But Joachim, he's only partially responsible because Nilo is also there because uh, he took Frank's engine and then he, you know, is pretending to be Nilo himself. Frank stole his engine back. Frank yeah. stole his engine back. And, you know, it's so it's Joachim's men and Nilo's men who are both chasing Frank at the same time. Yeah. Uh, it's actually Joachim's men who are chasing Lily and McGregor rather than Frank as well. And Nino's chasing Nilo, Frank. yeah. Yep. You said that Lily will leave a map behind and Joachim finds it, he puts his cane <laughs> down on it and that's how he knows where they're going. That doesn't happen at all. Classic Indiana Jones bit there. Well, yeah, I suppose so. It's sort of similar to like getting the uh, the, the Staff of Ra yeah. amulet burnt into uh, whatever that character's name was, his hand. You said that our heroes, you're, you pretty much jumped to the end of the movie here, you said that our heroes have to activate a gate to go through a waterfall which involves Lily diving underwater and pulling a switch. I gave you a point for that because it's a moment we see in the trailer, but you make it sound like it's happening right here at the beginning of the movie, but it happens, of course, at the oh, end do, of the movie. Do I put that here? I thought I did. I, I said that they were jumping around a bit before before that happens. Or does nope. that happen after? Nope, you said this happens right here. So you okay. said that Lily is attacked by piranhas, but somehow survives. That doesn't actually happen in the movie at all. It's actually Frank who was attacked by piranhas rather than Lily, even though they're in the same place. Yeah. And there's nothing stopping the piranhas from attacking Lily. But nothing at all. They just prefer Frank. Yeah. You said that there'll be an obligatory scene where they go over a waterfall. I gave you half a point for that because the waterfall is there, but they don't go over the waterfall. No, fact, they nearly do. Yeah, they nearly do, but the, the engine kicks in and they're able to escape going over the waterfall. You said that Lily will reveal that she can't swim and she'll have to overcome this by the end of the movie. I gave you a point and a half for that. What? I said that, did yeah, I? Yeah, you said that, but it was something we knew about her oh, did from we? the trailers. Yeah, I totally forgot about that when I watched the movie. So that was new information for me, I thought. But yeah, you said it. I gave you a point and a half rather than two points because, uh, yeah, like I said, we knew this going into the movie, but you didn't know that she'd have to overcome her fear of swimming. Was it in the trailer or was it in the promotional material? I can't remember, but it was something that we knew. Right. You said that Joachim will chase our heroes in a submarine. At this point, you started calling him Boss Ratter, which is another pronunciation. I gave you a point for that because that does happen, was in the trailer. 
Now, this was the point as well in your plot where you revealed where the name Boss Rasher comes from. And you said that you got it after reading it on the front of a factory, which yep. you believed. You said, it, yeah, the sign is in French and it reads Boss Rasher's factory. It translates to Boss Rasher's factory. Hey, hey, before we get into this, before we get into this, you don't get to clearly see the factory. It's blowing up in the trailer. So you actually get to see a closer shot of it, which I remember when I went back after listening to you go on about Boss Rasher, I went back and watched it. You do actually get to see a close up shot of it in another one of the trailers right. where it's more clear what right. it says. Right. But before you rip into me, which I know you're going to do, mm-hmm. and probably fairly so as well. Absolutely, yeah. I didn't have a name for this character. I needed yeah. to settle on something. I was like, you know what, Matty D, you're going to go out on a limb. You got If you're p- going to be wrong, might as well be extremely wrong. Fortune favors the bold. And I saw this here and I saw there was a factory name and I was like, oh, it could totally be his name, the bad guy's name. Now, funnily enough, in that trailer, I believe there's... Nino's docks. Yeah, so my right. mental, like my method, proved correct just for the wrong character. I went out on a limb. Okay, yeah. now you can rip into it. It didn't pay off. Now the the sign on the factory actually says Fabrica de Baracha, which is Spanish for rubber factory. Now, regardless of that, why would a German man have a French factory in South America? And second of all, why would he want to blow up his own factory with a torpedo? Well, he's he's targeting Frank. He doesn't mean to blow up his own factory. Yeah, but he knows he's he firing in that direction. He doesn't care. He's rich. He has plenty of But I of still factories. thought it was hilarious that you thought it was in French. <laughs> in the, You know, in the Amazon where they all speak French. And he's German. <laughs> you knew he was German. So why would a German man have a French factory? Uh, well, he could have a French name but be German. You know, have some ancestry <laughs> also, or something. Also, Baracho. Or, or Boss Rasher, which you mistakenly thought it was, is also clearly Spanish. Look, look. Fabrico is also Spanish. Uh, easy to criticise the man who tries. Yeah, I guess so. I, I tried a lot less. We can get into that when we talk about my plot. But you then said that Joachim fires a torpedo at the boat, but our heroes narrowly miss being hit. I gave you a point for that, because again, it was in the trailer. You said that McGregor will describe Frank as, quote, quite a dreamboat. And this will be the only reference to his sexuality in the entire movie. Now, to your credit, McGregor actually says something along the lines of, there's a lot of you when he first sees Frank up close. It's not sexual, though. Yeah, but it, is, it isn't close enough because yeah. it's not sexual. He's just more intimidated I, by him. I was just predicting, and I think you were too, that McGregor would say something so subtle yeah. that you could decide that it was a reference to his yeah. homosexuality, but they could get away with the fact it not being... Now, in the actual movie, there is actually a scene dedicated to uh, McGregor explaining to Frank that he is gay. Yes. But I suppose we might discuss it when we discuss what I got right in the plot, shall we? Yeah. But moving on to your next point, you said that our heroes will arrive at their destination where they sit around a campfire and discuss the likelihood of finding the magic tree. Now, I actually gave you half a point for that because they have that discussion earlier on in the movie. By a fireplace, too. They're not by a campfire. They're on, uh, like, this sort of, like, yeah, it's a fireplace. It's on. It's actually the uh, the, the the steam engine for the right. boat. You're right, yeah. That but is it's true. not a campfire but off the, the boat. But the scene that we just talked about with McGregor, I believe, happens at a campfire. At the, during the day, not by a campfire. Yeah. At this point in potential spoilers history, you're obsessed with characters having conversations by campfire, even though they never happen in the movie. It's a great device. Hey, happens to Men in Black? Yeah, exactly. That's where your precedent was set. But if you're going to base everything from the plot of Men in Black, you're going to be in <laughs> deep trouble. You said that it will be revealed that Frank is also looking for this magical tree, but Lily tells Frank that they'll have to pass a test to access the tree, otherwise they'll end up being cursed. Interesting. Gave you a point for that because Frank was looking for the tree several years ago, but he was already cursed for betraying the protectors of the tree. Yeah. So you're on the right track, but yeah, it wasn't quite what you meant. You said that our heroes will come across a tribe of natives who appear to be savages at first, that's your words, but are quickly revealed to be, quote, 
cool guys. So they all pull out sunglasses. They start listening to hip-hop music like it's the 90s. They wear their hats backwards. Yep. And I gave you two points for that because there was no evidence of that in the trailer. No. And it was a good call. No. And I meant cool guys because they're cool with Frank. Yeah, that's right. They're trying to attack him even though they're pretending to do so. This happens exactly in the movie. Exactly. You said that Frank will know the tribe already and they will be painted in a positive light. Two points again. That's exactly the case. We didn't know this at all. And one of the characters will be painted permanently. Yes, exactly. I was that kind of gave me anxiety because <laughs> yeah you know, we don't discuss it in either of our plots, but I think it's worth talking about now since you brought it up. But yeah, there's a point where McGregor his face is smeared with tattoo ink, and so he has like this red smear across his eyes for the entire rest of the movie. And then like there's a time jump at the end of the movie, and he still has the red <laughs> mark on his face. And Frank tells him that it's going to be there for decades. Yeah. Well, I thought that was going to be a gag, right? I thought that was going to be a gag in which the the paint like was washed off his body really easily, washed off his face, sorry, really easily. And then nope. it turns out to be Frank just jesting with him or something, you know? Or it, it played into the plot in a significant way. Nope. But it just doesn't. No. It's just, I don't know. It seems kind of cruel. <laughs> it seems unsettling. Because they've literally disfigured McGregor's face for, for a decade at least. He can put makeup on it, I guess. Yeah, but- I suppose so. But yeah, at the end of the movie, that we still see that he has the red yeah. smear across his face. And like I said, that gave me anxiety. Because you imagine... Can you imagine, like, against your wheel, someone coming up and, like, permanently disfiguring your face just casually? Yeah. And then for, I don't know how many I mean, that was years- God, Kieran, so... That was God? Yeah, that was God. <laughs> okay, who did that to you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay, fair enough. But yeah, like I said, it really kind of upset me, but there was no real reason for it either, which was even more upsetting. There was no payoff, yeah. It wasn't that funny. And the joke, yeah, it was a joke, but it wasn't funny. Yeah. And the joke was, ha ha, he can't wash that off. Yeah, great. <laughs> you said that the Germans will arrive at the camp and cause a lot of chaos, but our heroes escape. I gave you half a point because this doesn't directly happen, but the Germans do actually threaten to blow up the same village later in the movie. So yeah, half a point. You said that our heroes will make their way to, quote, a cave dwelling. Now, I gave you a point for that because we do see that they work their way through a cave to get to the magical tree, the tree yes. of life. But a cave dwelling would be like where Fred Flintstone would live. Oh, well, you know, I do Because no, no one's living there. So it's not a dwelling by definition. Just wanted to pay you out there. You said that inside this cave, Lily places the arrowhead inside a slot that gives them access to the tree of life. Boom, thank you very exactly much. Exactly right. Give two me points. points there. There was no indication of that at all. If there was, I'm still going to give you two points yeah. anyway because yeah. you're right. Oh, maybe they shoot an arrow in it. <laughs> like, well, we'll get into that. <laughs> you said that unlocking the door awakens a group of undead tree slash snake people who wear armor. That's quote kind of medieval. <laughs> Did I say that? Yes. <laughs> I gave you half a point for that because the conquistadors do turn up at this point, but they're not guarding this temple, and they're also not wearing medieval armor. They're wearing conquistador armor from the 1500s. Uh, I, I love that I. I paid so much attention to the signage on the factory, but not to what armor <laughs> these yeah, guys exactly. were wearing. I didn't think these characters would play a significant part in the movie, and I was so wrong. To be honest, neither did I. Yeah. And that's obvious from my prediction. But yeah, uh, it turns out that they're a pretty large part of it. Yeah. But yeah, they're, they're conquistadors, and I think they were clearly conquistadors, but <laughs> kind of medieval is an, is an apt description, <laughs> even though medieval would be... Oh, several centuries beforehand. <laughs> you said that the undead guardians were people who tried to get to the tree in the past, but were cursed by it instead. I gave you two points because while that's not entirely true or accurate, that's very close to being the truth. Yeah, that's very kind, sir. Well, if you break it down, you're pretty much correct. Yeah, I guess so. You said that our heroes will fight the bad guys and McGregor punches one of them out, proving his bravery. Two points there because uh, McGregor punches out uh, Boss Rasha. <laughs> he does. AKA uh, Prince Joachim. And he knocks him back into a wall and then he's crushed by a rock. And his legs stick out like it's the Wizard of Oz. I kept <laughs> expecting them to roll up and go underneath the, the rock. 
You said that our heroes eventually reach the tree, but Joachim appears and holds them at gunpoint since he's followed them. Gave you a point for that because this is something we see in the trailer. You said that Joachim will shoot Frank. I gave you half a point for that because it's not Joachim, it's instead Lily who shoots Frank to trick Joachim. There is a point in the movie where we think Joachim is going to shoot uh, Frank or kill Frank, but yeah, it is Lily who does it. Yeah, that's right. Because Frank can't die. Yes. We haven't directly talked about that yet, but I feel like we will soon. Yeah. You said that Joachim will take a flower from the tree for himself, but since he's selfish, you know, (laughs) he chose poorly. (laughs) And he and all of the other German soldiers are cursed themselves. Now, that doesn't happen in the movie at all. He's crushed by a rock. That's true. The conquistadors are cursed. But they were, they were already cursed. But it was go. unrelated to the Tree of Life. They were cursed by a tribal elder Yeah, who was magical for some reason. Yeah. I love that in my plot, the Tree of Life is sent in to be like, you! Yeah. <laughs> well, you basically said that the cursed guardians are going to be like the knight, the Templar knight. Oh, that's probably why you said they were yep. medieval, because there's a Templar knight in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, and you pretty much word for word said that you took inspiration from yeah. that scene. Yeah. So that's probably it. Also, I didn't pay much attention to their armor, but anyway, moving on. Yeah, <laughs> anyway. You said that Lily uses the flower to heal Frank. Two points. She does. She Yes, she does, actually. That is true. I thought I got that wrong, but yeah. No, that's absolutely right. So Frank is turned into stone. Yes, he it is. It was very confusing, and then she puts the, the liquid from the Tree of Life on him, and he's able to turn back into a regular person, and his curse is broken. Yes. So yeah, you're absolutely right there. You said that a tribal chief will approach Lily and tell her that the flower must stay in this location. It can't pass the seal. <laughs> And that they will guard the tree from now on. Now, none of that is correct because they can take the flower wherever they want. And the tribe that protected the tree died centuries ago. Yeah. You said then in the future, Lily and McGregor team up with Frank to do jungle cruises together. (laughs) And they set off on another riverboat adventure. Now, that's not true at all. It's in fact Frank who goes with Lily and McGregor to the UK to just, I don't know, do whatever. He just wants to live. Live. He's going to knock boots. He's going to knock boots with uh, Lily, presumably. And uh, yeah. He's going to have to deal with the fact that he's going to age and die now. <laughs> Maybe that's something they'll explore in Jungle Cruise 2. Well, they're planning a sequel, right? I don't know about that. I thought they were. Well, you probably did more research on that than I did, so if you say it, I believe you. I could be wrong, but I thought I read that somewhere. Do we want a sequel to this movie? I suppose we'll discuss it at yeah. the end. You said that Nilo is a friend of Frank's. So you just threw it. You're like, oh, shit, I forgot to talk about the character of Nilo. Uh, what was his name? Uh, Paul Giamatti's character. Yeah. You, so you just threw in here at the end that Nilo is a friend of Frank's who works at the port and gives them helpful information. Not entirely Gave incorrect. you half a point because he's sort of an antagonist to Frank. He doesn't give them helpful information, but he's at the port, so yeah, half a point. Yeah, yeah. He's Frank's boss until sort they have of, a falling Sort out. of. No, he's his rival, and, he, and Frank ends up borrowing money from Nilo because Nilo owns all the other riverboats in the port, and so Frank has to borrow money from him since, you know... He's his direct competitor and he's making more money. And Nilo is essentially trying to push Frank out of the, the yes. riverboat business. So he's not his boss, but yeah, he's just, uh, he's got Frank's nuts and advice, basically. So yeah, 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 that was all, that was everything you said. So if you count up all your points, and I think you're going to be kind of impressed here because this is the best you've done in a while. Uh-huh. If you add everything I set up, that gives you a total of 47 and a half points. Yeah, cool. It's been a long time since you got out of the 20s. I'm very <laughs> impressed with you. <laughs> Yeah, no, I listened back to this episode. I was pretty happy with it. Yeah. I thought, thought I pretty much called the beats of the movie and a lot of things that, you know. We also both said that we weren't particularly confident. No. But by the end of both of our plots, we were like, we've got the same plot that's got to be in the movie, yeah. right? And yeah, I suppose yeah, we were right in a way. Yeah. But I'm keen to see your assessment of my plot. Well, let's go straight into it because 
And, and I think a lot of the same points are going to be repeated because we had yeah. very similar we plots. We almost had the same plot. Which was a good sign, I think. Yes. And almost, as I just said. We should have we should have done this plot together, but anyway. No, because then we would have had both of us responsible for calling Joachim, <laughs> uh, sorry, uh, Boss Russia. Right, right, right. Now, straight off the bat, you called it. The movie starts off with a story about the Tree of Life. Yep. Narrated as well and by we a male see, voice. Yes, we see the events as a flashback. You thought it would be Lily and McGregor being told the story by their father. The story is actually being told by McGregor, who's pitching their expedition. Well, it's actually a different voice to start with. Is it? And then it transitions into McGregor's voice. Now, who's it, who's interestingly voice? enough, later on in the movie, this is something that Frank just said that wasn't backed up by anything. But interestingly enough, he says, you know, why should I take you to chase a fairy tale that your father told you as a bedtime story? Yeah. And that's as close as we get to actually the story being, you know, told to McGregor and well, uh, Lily. McGregor but also- it's never confirmed that it, they learnt about it from their dad. It is kind of. But it is suggested in the movie. McGregor does say later on, he says that- their father was uh, was never around. He was going for an adventure. That's right. Adventure, very much like Lily is what he says. So yeah. we can put two and two together and say that at least... And I think Lily does say she heard about the story from her father. But in any I case... I believe so, yeah. In any case, you said that this would open with the father telling a story. Again, stories being told by McGregor. He's pitching this uh, whole thing to her. Like I said, it's only partially told by McGregor because there is a different voice yeah. at the start. Yeah, yeah. But this does happen. I give you half a point for that because pretty much you're on the right track. It's just not... Only half a point for all that greatness? Yeah. What are you talking about? I should have multiples of two points. So I give you two points because it starts with a flashback. You call the flashback. And then I give you half a point because it is not... Yeah, it's not the circumstance. It's not the father. It's not the father. There's no childhood flashback at the start. Yeah, I get what you mean. No, yeah. There's no childhood flashback at the start, but also... It's not the father telling the story. story. That's why I give you half a point. I got you. on the right track. But I give you two points for the flashback. Sure. Now, you explain the story will be the Spanish conquistadors being led by Edgar. Two points right there. They'll be sailing through treacherous waters. Two points right there. You thought the arrow... The arrowhead? Yeah, the arrowhead would be fired from a bow. And that the, the, the arrow that they're trying to look for, the arrow that's in the story, would work kind of I like... I said that it would lead them yeah. to the treasure. You said it would work like a compass, and that's just wrong. Yeah, that was based on Jack Sparrow's compass that always points him to... Yeah. Was it the Black Pearl? Yes. Uh, yeah. It points to what you want the most. Yeah, I think Not you're Not that right. that matters for this podcast, but... No, but that's what I was... So, every element in my plot was stolen from another <laughs> yes. similar movie. Yeah, so, so, that was what that was referencing. We knew the arrow was important. You thought that the would conquistadors would have the arrow, and the way the arrow would work was that it pointed in the direction of the Tree of Life. That's correct. And they would use it initially as a actual arrow that they would fire in the air somehow, and it would... Point, I was joking. And it would point to the direction. <laughs> I was joking, but But yeah. you said that, you know, they would put the arrow on the table, spin it around, and it would point yep. to where they needed to go, and that's what it would happen through the rest of the plot. Yeah, not accurate. Not accurate, no. In this movie, it's it's a, it's a key, as we discussed in yeah, my plot, right. as we'll discuss in your plot in the future. You said the conquistadors would be taken by a mysterious force and cursed mm-hmm. by the tree. Two points. That is exactly what happens. Yep. Well, they're not cursed by the tree, but they're, they're cursed by the tree's guardian. Yes. Yes, that's right. And the tree has never been found since. Two points. Mm-hmm. Now, you thought this is where we would meet Frank. We see he's doing a river cruise, Frank flirts, jokes, and we see that he is the best guide in the Amazon, one point for each of these, mm-hmm. because it's all in the trailer, equaling to four. The tour group of people <laughs> is from all over the world, one point, yep. they seem to be. You said that the movie would take place in the early 1900s, you settled on 1914. Uh, two years off. Start of the war. Well, and you actually, were two years off too. It actually takes place in uh, 1916, yep. two years into the war. I said it's close enough that I give you a, a point for that because, you know. 
yeah. two years. Pretty close. We see Frank deliver the cruise. He gives bad puns two points. Yep. The Afri- well done, us. Yep. Well done, us. You said you said that during the cruise, the African tribes would attack them, but they actually know Frank and are part of the whole yep. act. Two points. That was in the trailer, though. Oh, because he waves to him. Yeah, so that's I right. need to deduct a point yeah, from you, you I guess. Take away one. Because you said the same thing, and I only yeah. gave you a point. Frank has to kick the boiler. Now, actually, Lily does that. I no, think Frank does kick the boiler. Does at the he start kick the, the boiler? Yeah, well, let's just re- re- like give you that point back Yay. then. Because I thought it was Lily that kicked it. No, Frank kicks the boiler at the start of the movie. That's how he's introduced. And Lily kicks it later on during the waterfall right, scene. Right, right. Because that was the reference to the Amazon Queen. I couldn't remember. The African Queen. The African Queen. Yeah. Sorry, not the Amazon Queen. That's different, a different movie. Different movie. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I guess I guess I stand corrected. He kicks the he kicks the boiler. We only watched this yesterday. Uh, now in your plot, we meet Lily and McGregor, who are tracking down the Arrowhead from their father's stories. Two points. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are tracking it. I guess it is kind of like insinuated that yeah. it's from their father's story. We discussed this. Doesn't yeah. really matter. You said that their father is ill and that they're trying to find the tree of life to heal Just him. Just like the Queen from Doolittle. Just like the Queen from yeah. Doolittle. This is not a plot point in the movie. No. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> like I said, every plot point that I brought up was just elements from other movies, so there's nothing yeah. original in there. Yeah. Boss Rash is stupid now? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it still is. Yeah. You, you said that Lily is calm and capable and progressive, but stumbles yep, through she situations. Wears she wears pants. I give you two points. That's an accurate description of her character you said oh my lord you said mcgregor would be camp and effeminate yep. sadly i give you two points yes. because he is there i'm is so glad no debate there i am very disappointed i am not glad that they gave that portrayal of the character and gave that performance but i'm so glad that you and i both had opposite opinions <laughs> yes because one of us was always going to be right yes yes now you said that mcgregor would play the damsel in distress and for mm-hmm. most of the part of them and for most of the movie you were you were right for that. he even breaks his ankle <laughs> He does. And has to be carried around for <laughs> just, most of the movie. Just just to get him out. He's also kidnapped by the bad guys and held at gunpoint. So he's literally the damsel in distress. <laughs> yeah, he is. He said Lily will find the arrow in this sort of like this sort of like museum area, which does yeah. happen in the movie, while McGregor waits outside one yeah, point. Interesting. We know McGregor's not outside, but this this does happen. We see it in the trailer. Uh you said that in the archives, we find that the German army is also looking for it. One point, we knew this in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Said that she's not able to take it from the collection, so she steals it. Yep, much like in the movie. One point, and it leads to a chase scene. One point in the movie, the museum owner was intending to sell it to the prince. That's right. But uh, you, you didn't think that would happen. But you thought the museum owner would be like, "Absolutely not. You can't take it. Neither of you can take it." And yeah, Lily's yeah, that's the right. one that steals it. You said that Lily McGregor will hire a reluctant Frank with the promise of a lot of money. One point, that does happen. We see it in the trailer. We see it in the movie. In your plot, though, you thought that Lillian McGregor are actually lying and they are actually broke. They don't have a lot of money. No. Now, in the actual movie, it's Frank that's lying. He pretends that he it's is- Nilo. Yeah, yep. that he is Nino. He is Nino. Nilo. Uh, Nilo? Is it's it? Nilo. Yeah. Yeah. He, well, he pretends he's that guy. He pretends he's Nilo. And lies about his true identity. So I give you half a point because you're kind of on the right track yeah. there. There is a lie, but it's Frank's lie. Different people, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> but it's it, it, it all leads to the third act breakup, which I think you call. You just you're yeah. on the right track. I think it deserves half yeah. a point. The third act breakup is very brief in the oh, actual movie. So brief. But it's not related to money. So brief. Not not related to money though, but is Did related. We discuss it. We didn't predict it, so we might as well discuss it. So the third act breakup in the actual movie, which I think I end up talking about in the future. You do, yes. The third act breakup in the actual movie is that Lily thinks that Frank wants to take the flower for himself when they're when they've been kidnapped by the the Germans. 
and she she genuinely thinks that he is being selfish until he like winks at her basically. And then she's like, oh, it was all a big misunderstanding. But there was like a hot second where she was just like, how dare you betray me? Also, McGregor does say that Lily hates lies, I'm pretty sure. So if you yeah. abuse Lily's trust, you're pretty much dead to Lily, which yeah. I think yeah, exactly. is a huge part of that. Anyway, you said that Frank is an alcoholic. Now, he drinks in the movie, but it's not played up. Also, there is a scene where he's throwing all of McGregor's belongings overboard, and then when he picks he up the one that. that's the licky, he's like, we can keep this one. Yeah. I said specifically, and I don't know if you're going to go into this or not, I said that it won't explicitly be said, but he'll be shown to have like an affinity towards alcohol. Yes. Which is absolutely the case in the real movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, 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 do, I do give you a point here, just one point, because I don't think he's an alcoholic. But he does drink. I said it will be implied. Yeah, okay. We see him drinking a fair amount, and he also wants to keep the stash of alcohol on yeah. the boat. So why wouldn't he if he wasn't an alcoholic? I I guess so. But I that the, was also a reference to the African. The queen, way by you the way. were painting it was like he was drinking all the time, which he no, he I wasn't. did not say that. I said it would be suggested that he's an alcoholic. I said it won't explicitly be said that he is an alcoholic. It will be suggested. I think that's worth two points, personally speaking. <sighs> All right. Well, I gave you one point for it, but I guess that is a fair argument. I can give you an extra point for that. I mean, it's- Go it back is, and listen to what I said. It is, it's it dead on what's very, in the movie. It's very subtle. Yes. It's very I, And subtle. I said it would be. But yeah, I guess you said it would be. I totally forgot about the scene where he didn't throw out the, the case of alcohol from McGregor. Yeah. The only time I remember him drinking, I remember him drinking twice. And I was he just drinks like, in Nilo's office. He drinks uh, in the bar. He keeps uh, right, the alcohol. Well, and we also see him crack a bottle a couple of we'll times on the we'll boat. change that to two points then. Good. Change that to two good. points. It's all good in the world. <laughs> <laughs> now, you said at a nice bar. Yep. Lily tells Frank the plan and Frank is sceptical. True, two points. Lily shows Frank the arrowhead. Now, you thought Frank wouldn't believe the arrowhead is real. In the movie, he recognises it straight away and wants to get it from Lily, or at least that's what we think as the audience. Yeah. Yep. You said that Frank says the journey will be dangerous, but Lily is not phased. One point, we see that in the trailer. You said that they get interrupted by thugs who are creditors. Oh, yep. Wow, well done. Uh, at this point in the plot as well, at this point in your plot, I said it would be like Jabba the Hutt. And yeah. They actually work for, for Nilo, who's yeah, kind of right. simple. I thought that was kind of funny. But two points. Creditors do try to take out Frank, even yep. after he promises them he'll get them their money with his new hire, which is Lily. Nilo takes Frank's engine and he steals it back. We talked about this before. Yep, and it causes right. a fight scene. So pretty much nailed it there. You said that in the fight scene, the leopard would appear and Frank would fight it with its bare, with his bare hands. Yep. One point that does happen, we see it in the trailer. Yep. In the movie, the leopard is actually his pet. And That's is right. In on this, uh, just funny thing, I just want to say. So did he know he was going to get into a fight? Yeah, it was all planned, remember? Because he said to the leopard, you did a yeah, good I know, job. But so how did he know that everything was going to go down exactly as it played out? I think out? what happened was he, well, yeah, actually, there's no reason for that to happen because he didn't know that. Lily would try to hire him, so why yeah, is he exactly. trying to impress them? He didn't them? know that Nilo was going to walk in right no. at the moment that he was pretending I to guess be. Did he know that he was planning to be Nilo in advance, like pretending to be Nilo in advance? I guess he has the leopard there just in case. But how does he signal to the leopard that he needs like a bailout? I don't know. He, he, he stamps on the floor or something. We don't see it. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense if you think about it in the context of the rest of the movie. By the way, I said I mentioned in your plot that maybe Frank would do a wrestling move on the leopard I used. He does. I, I said, you know, I, I said maybe like a, a Samoan slam or something. The leopard in, but, in your plot. But he does do a suplex. I just want to say he does a suplex, which okay. is a wrestling move. I should get a point for that. You want a bonus <laughs> point? I can, yeah, I can why not? bump you up to 48.5. Oh, yeah. Next portion of the movie, you said they will face dangers the dangers of the jungle. Now, Kieran, there are no hippos. I'm sorry. Yeah, because hippos aren't native to the Amazon at all. I'm an idiot. <laughs> well, you know, we 
Because I was thinking of the African Queen where that happens, but yeah, that takes place in Africa. And I um, think there's a Africa? fake... Not the Amazon. There's a fake hippo, right? Yeah, that pops out hippo. of the water, yeah. but yeah, no hippos. And in the, in, during that scene as well, the little girl goes, hippos aren't native <laughs> to the Amazon. <laughs> you idiot, Kieran. Yeah. <laughs> now, you said McGregor squeals and Lily and Frank are fearless throughout this portion of the movie. Yep. One point, I think. Lots we, of squealing. I give, you t- I give you two sets of one points there because, you know, we, we see it in the trailer it's obvious, enough. Yeah. Uh, and you said they all bond over a campfire. I give you a point for that. You said that Frank claims that he lost someone dear. This is really interesting, by the way. Mm. He lost somebody dear, and you were deciding on what person he would have lost. You were umming and ahhing about what family member he may have lost, and you actually at one point said brother, which is so close considering the main conflict of the movie is against his brother, and he did lose his brother and, you know, is fighting with him. I guess so. I ended up settling on his wife, though. You ended up settling on his wife, yeah, which... Is not right, <laughs> but you. I love that you said brother, and eventually the, the relationship with the brother. Again, this was taken straight from the African Queen. Led to led to the uh, the immortal curse, and anyway. we also theorized that his boat would be named after his wife that he lost, which it wasn't. It it's was named after named the sun after, god, right, or the yeah, moon god? Named, the moon god. Yeah, you said the. Oh, here we go. You said that the romance between Lily and and Frank, I nearly called him Dwayne, would be hinted at. And nothing more. Now, in the movie, they pretty much get together. Yeah, it's they hold hands. That's about as graphic as it gets. They have a kissy. Do they have a kissy? They do have a kissy underwater, and they have a kissy at the end of the movie. Well, it's not really a kissy underwater. He's blowing carbon dioxide into her lungs, which I don't understand how that works. <laughs> yeah, it does. And then I works. think at the end of the movie, yeah, he does give her a kissy. At the end, but- yeah. That never happens in these kind of movies anymore. Like, you don't get a romance like no, that. No, so it's cool. very yeah. unusual. That's That was a surprise. Here we go. You said that McGregor will admit attraction to Frank. Now, he never does. But no. thank goodness. He does subtly admit to being gay, so I give you two points there. It's so subtle. Well done, Disney. He says something like, I, I'm not ordinary. Yeah, which is funny because you said that he would say something like, uh, I'm different I'm, to I'm other a, guys. I'm a different type of guy. And he pretty much does say that. Yep. He says, yeah, I'm into something else is what he says. Yeah, that's which right. Is ide- like, I give you two points. Like, I'm you, into the third input. You nailed it. I'm so angry. I'm so jeez. Oh, Why are you angry? I uh, just, I just, I just think that was a massive cop out. Anyway, well, yeah, it was better than what they did in Beauty and the Beast. It's better than so. the, how they handled that character. It was better than how they handled uh, it in uh, Avengers Endgame. Yeah, I guess so. At least it was a main character in the movie. Ah, uh, was they as, get better in the future? Was it good as Eternals? No, that benchmark. <laughs> That was, it was actually handled pretty well in the Eternals, but we'll talk about that in the future. Yeah. Next part of your plot, you said they come to the harbour. Now, I think you separated these two scenes um, in your yeah, plot. There's it, two different harbours in my plot. Yeah, in the actual so there's movie. The, there's the harbour with uh, Boss Russia with the, with the rubber factory, and then there's the harbour with Nilo and yeah. where um, Frank's base yeah. of operation yeah. is. You said, you said that uh, Giamani is the harbour master, and mm-hmm. he is paid off by the Germans. There's a fight scene with the Germans and the submarine against the heroes. i give you a point there because there mm-hmm. is. It's in the trailer. Uh, and I give you a point as well because you said Giamani is a uh, slime ball harbour master. Yep. That's true. Yeah. It, it, it's all pretty much correct, but essentially this scene already happened. Yeah, that's right. And it happened directly when they set sail for the adventure. So once they yep. decide they're going to go and find the Tree of Life, all this harbour stuff happens there. Yeah. You thought it would happen later on. They would have a pit stop somewhere, which doesn't actually happen. Oh, yeah. And you said the trio escapes from uh Obviously, from the yeah. Obviously, yeah. So good, good job. They, you said that they would get captured by natives. Mm-hmm. And the natives are actually pretending to be savages, but they yep. are civilized. Two points. It's, it's pretty much, uh, yeah. pretty much close to the truth. There, you said Frank knows the female leader of the tribe. Two points. Yep. This is true. Uh, and you said 
that Trader Sam, who I was, surpri- I was surprised was actually in this movie. Yeah, me so too. It was, it, I thought that was a really good call by them, actually. You said that Trader Sam would be there and at least mentioned, yep. you know, in a subtle way. And I think it's fair to give you another two points here because although you thought that the female leader and Trader Sam were separate characters, people, yeah, they're, not. they're the one character, but Trader I like Sam how they actually mentioned. They gave her like the Trader Sam trademark hat as they well. They did, they did, yeah. So that the, was interesting. So, yeah, two points well earned there. You said that they would ride down dangerous rapids. One point, this mm-hmm. does happen. And you said that they avoid the waterfall. Well yep. done. They, that does that exactly happen. In the trailer. Yeah, it does happen in the trailer. Now, you thought there would be a third act breakup. This is where we go into this. Yeah. I think we discussed it already before. But you thought that the, it would be at the revelation that Lily... So flimsy in the actual movie. ...and yeah. McGregor lied about the money. It's actually because it's revealed that Frank lied and tried to scam them out of the arrowhead and also... You know, had the natives yeah. in on it. We we talked about it before, but there is a third act breakup. Well done. And you said that this would stop when they find the entrance, so they're having a fight and accidentally stumble on the entrance. Yep. The Germans capture them, but our heroes will convince them that they need them to. They need the Germans need them to help them get into find the arrowhead and the tree and the tree. Yeah. Oh yeah, they already have the arrowhead, don't yeah. they? They try to get to the tree. Yeah, which so, is true. Yeah, it is true. That's why I give you two points. You said they get get taken to the city or that, you know, this this tree at gunpoint, which I give you two points for. At this point, you thought that they would have to go into piranha-infested waters. Mm-hmm. Uh, you thought that scene would happen here. The scene actually happens earlier to unlock the city. They go yeah, down, right. they push the lever, the, the water comes down, the, sea, the city is revealed. I think you thought it was going to be one of the traps that they had to get yeah, to, right. which is close enough to, but, you know, just the not- The sort of uh, Last Crusade-esque yeah, not uh, in the right, tests that they have to Not in the right do. place there. But no. when you talked about this piranha scene, you thought, yeah, she would have to- uh, you know, uh, pull pull this lever while Frank distracts the fish by punching them. Yeah. By punching them. Now I'll give you a point because they, he's kind of distracting them by getting attacked by them. I yes. guess because they're not attacking her and more what and he he's, gives them a rock bottom and a people's elbow. Absolutely, another underwater, <laughs> underwater, the slowest rock bottom ever. I think yeah. we said. Now in the actual movie, he's going up for air and taking the air back to Lily. That's what he's actually doing, which doesn't work. Don't try that in real no, life. Don't folks. try that in real life. But you breathe in oxygen <laughs> and then you expel carbon dioxide science who needs it and uh, you know Lily's trapped in this point so she can't actually get out for air herself you said they would use the arrowhead as a key hey you came around in the yep. end to open the ruins um, or the city or whatever two points there you said the but- ruins the ruins are guarded by zombified uh, conquistadors who have control over vines and snakes. We already discussed the conquistadors, yeah. but and bees and, and honey and honey. <laughs> that was, that's the power the, of honey. That's the sweetest conquistador. Um, yeah, we discussed this. He actually, already. brags to the other. Con- there's, a, there's a conquistador in the actual movie who's made out of mud, <laughs> and the honey mud is what he was made of. Are you sure? Yeah. Well, yeah, might as well be shit. But yeah, the the honey bee. Uh, Conquistador is like, check out my power. I actually produce honey. That's pretty awesome. And he's bragging to the other conquistadors that he's got that ability. Yes. Wouldn't you, though? If, if yeah. You, if your other conquistador I'd be always making, like, like, toast. <laughs> he's, he's, a, he's like, he's mud. Yeah. Oh, and then the guy that sticks. Yeah, the guy with sticks. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so they're, they're there, the conquistadors, and they attack our heroes. So it's worth points there. So the conquistadors have immortality, but are mm. cursed to guard the tree. Not quite, but Not they are immortal. Not quite, but I give you points for that because they are immortal. What actually is the case is they're cursed to stay by the river. and They can't leave the river. Yeah, if they leave the river, they're 
petrified. Yes. Or th- what happens is the the jungle takes them back to the river by vines coming out and grabbing them. But if they're in a position where they can't get back to the river, say if they fall down a hole and the yeah. vines are trying to pull them back, that's when they get petrified. That's right. Yeah. Don't know why the jungle can't pull them out, but you know, it's I guess not it's, that smart. Li- it's limited. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and and why it petrifies them? Uh, why, did, why did the the elder, the chief, like the village chief, be like, you know what? I'm going to curse these guys because they did kill all of us and burn our village down. But their curse is going to be they have to live by the river. <laughs> yeah, geez, wow, what a horrible curse. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Also, why why are they all like um, significantly more cursed than Frank? Because they were petrified in down the hole oh, for were, centuries, yes. and in that time, they it, it was a ripoff of Davy Jones's right. uh, crew. Gotcha. The same thing happened in Pirates of the Caribbean too. So they was their bodies became like a, a bee built a, a hive, a bare single bee. Bees built a hive in one of them. The other one was like wrapped up in vines for too long. Another one had, I don't know how he turned into snakes. He spilled honey on himself. Uh, What did a snake, was there like a nest of snakes inside uh, the snake guy? It didn't make any sense. It was just done for the visual. Anyway. And while good old uh, Frank, he was just going up and down the river and um, staying normal. Because we saw over centuries that the other guys His hair wasn't immortal, but everything else was. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I like to imagine he was shaving, but... uh, (laughs) The other we see earlier on in the movie that the other conquistadors look normal until yep. they're trapped for centuries and then they obviously That's decay. So we do see flashbacks. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Anyway, in your plot, you said there's a huge fight scene with uh, the prince Frank Lily. Two points that happens. What was the prince's name? Sorry, uh, uh, Bosch Rasha, of course, <laughs> Prince Bosch Rasha. Do you remember what his name was? Joachim. <laughs> Close <laughs> enough. Whatever. Let's move on. Uh, you said that the prince dies. He's killed by the the conquistadors, I said. Yes. When he was attacked by the snakes, I was like, yes, yes. And then, yeah, he's Now, in the actual movie, McGregor actually beats him up and he gets... I forgot that he got squashed by a rock. I remember he got beat up by McGregor, but... Well, you thought he died from getting beat up by McGregor? Yeah, you thought... uh, What's that? You thought he died from getting beat up by McGregor? No, I thought he just got knocked out. I didn't... I completely forgot he died. But, uh, you know, we both thought the conquistadors would take out Joaquin, so... Yeah. Uh, you know, well, I, that, no, you thought he was cursed in your plot. Oh, that's right, I did. You know. Don't pat yourself on the back too much. <laughs> well, it didn't happen anyway, so yeah, it doesn't matter. Whatever. But, you know, that that's a pretty good guess, I think. You said that Lily through stumbling breaks the curse uh, and the conquistadors will return to the jungle. One point there, I guess, the curse is broken because this does happen, but you never really said how it would happen. Yeah. You just said it would just magically kind of happen. Uh, it's actually Frank who also destroys- the curse isn't broken and just on Frank. Yeah, you said that Frank would destroy- what, what he would do is he would destroy access to the river, leading the jungle to try to take them back, but it's not able to do so, so Frank and all yeah. the conquistadors. He sacrifices Interestingly himself. enough, he does that by blowing up his, his boat. Yes. And at the start of our plots, I actually mentioned that in The African Queen, that Humphrey Bogart's character has to kick the boiler to stop the boat from blowing up, and of course that leads to the boat being blowing blown up. up. Yeah. So he actually sacrifices the boat at the end of The African Queen to ah. to defeat the Nazis to blow up their boat, sink their boat, and we said, "Oh, that will probably happen in this movie," but neither of us worked that into our plots. <laughs> damn, damn, I say it, d- it did happen. But yeah. that's an element that they literally stole just directly from the African Queen. Yeah, seem to have a few bits from the African Queen. It was ninety percent the African Queen. <laughs> Lucky you watched that movie, hey? Yeah. You said that the tree of life is blooming during the fight scene, but yep. now starts to die. But yep. Lily manages to pick up the last yep. flower. So there's a few points there. They all add up to four for you there. Four points in total. In the movie, it's because the moon is. You know, so it's just like that flower from Dennis the Menace, where it only <laughs> like the flower from Dennis the Menace. It only blooms in the moonlight, and for some reason in this universe, the moon like it moves across the sky super fast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you, you know, there's only moonlight for a couple of seconds. So on this yeah, tree. the moon the, it has to be a certain moon 
a certain style moon for the tree to bloom. It, it happens to be there yeah. at the time. The moon is going is down. Convenient. <laughs> yeah, very convenient. It was tree, even more convenient when after tree the tree flat. died, the, the, the moon was just like, hey, I'll get, I'll, let's throw more bone and let's just give, <laughs> give him one for free. Yes. I often think with these kind of movies, what would happen if the heroes actually got there early and they're just like waiting for the moon to, you know, appear? It's like, oh, okay, yeah, just have to wait for Just going to wait. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you said, you know, a good call, essentially. You said that they, she picks the last flower just as the tree is dying. Now, that does happen. In your plot, you said that McGregor and Lily would use the flower to save their father. It's not uh, that silly. <laughs> it didn't happen. No. And Frank Frank does his river cru- cruise now at the end, so after yep. this is all done, but he can actually show everybody real dangers. Now, in the actual movie, Frank is free. He's actually an immortal being, a cursed being. So now yeah, he's, he's a free. conquistador himself. <laughs> We're to believe that Dwayne the Rock Johnson is actually Spanish. A twist that no one saw because it's utterly ridiculous. Yes. Anyway, yes. Yeah, so in the actual movie, we said it before. Frank is free. He can do whatever he wants. The ending is left ambiguous. At least I think, you know, Frank. I wonder where Frank got his American accent from. <laughs> he picked it up, I guess. From who? He lives in the Amazon. And he was originally Spanish, and he lived among Spanish people his entire life. Somehow became American. Yes. <laughs> anyway, uh, Frank doesn't have his boat anymore, so obviously he's not doing river cruises. No. You said, uh, yeah. We talked about, at this point of the uh, prediction here in your plot, we we talked about the arrowhead one last time. You said it would be shot into a wall and act as the key, uh, yeah. since it's an arrowhead. Uh, but I won't take any points away it's from you. It's not actually an arrowhead in the real movie. It's because- a heart. It is technically a heart with a jewel inside it, anyway, but one as long as the heart isn't broken, you know the the tree won't bloom. But then you have to break the heart in order for it to mend. Some nonsense that they said. And inside the uh, the the heart, the arrowhead is a weird. What is that? Crystal. It's like a crystal that activates like a, a circle, like a weird stone circle. If which... you haven't seen the movie, shame on you. You should have seen the movie exactly. before listening to this, but you will have no idea what we're talking about. But if you have, you know the exact It didn't scene. make any sense in the movie, but it was magic, so I went It's magic. It. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. The, the arrow it was, was the, a key. It was the Aztec coins from you, Pirates of the Caribbean. You were right, as I was right too, by the way. Yes. The, the arrow was a key, but you thought it might have been an arrow that was actually shot yeah, into the wall. I was like, like why not use it as an arrowhead? <laughs> yes. But the point is, in the action movie, it's not an arrowhead. Yeah, because That's it's my not rant. about war. It's not about violence. Yeah. It's about love. Exactly. It's about here. I'm pointing to my chest. It's yeah. a bad, bad thing to do in an audio platform. Yeah, move on. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm pointing at my chest here. So, that was everything you said. Pretty good prediction. A lot of the stuff you said Yours was pretty good, too. Thank you. I'm actually kind of angry because I thought we were neck and neck. But uh, no, We're not? We're not. No. And maybe I'm generous. Maybe you guessed more things than I guessed. But uh, at the end of it, when my Maddie D team, my you know team that like does all the yeah, calculations for me, yeah. my researchers, my research team, yeah, my mathematicians, team boss Rasher, I think they're all they're all <laughs> they're all on computers doing obviously a different team to my research team because yeah. that that's a whole different division because they don't but, exist <laughs> clearly. <laughs> but the team that <laughs> Maddie D, we got these boss Rasher things. Uh, but the team that does my calculations, they came to me, they gave me the the forms here, and they said, and I can't question this right because they they know their stuff. You got seventy three and a half. Wow. Points. I thought we'd be neck and neck as well. Yeah, I'm firing my team. That's that's what I'm getting out of it. I guess there were elements there that you didn't have. Whatever. Don't you dare try to backpedal this. I was just a nicer marker than you. You didn't mention the leopard. You didn't I did mention, mention the leopard. That's right. A lot of stuff with the flowers. You didn't mention 
I don't know. Well, I thought we pretty much had the same plot. But I thought so too. It's obvious here that that wasn't quite the Do case. Do points matter? No, they yes. don't. Unless I get more points than you. So points don't matter this episode. I think what, <laughs> what matters is the journey along the way. And we had some fun. And also we had pretty much the same plot in a way. I think we. Yeah. I think this is a success story for potential spoilers. Yeah, I agree. Well, you got almost 50 points, so that's that's a decent effort. Better than what I've been getting. Yeah, exactly. So this is definitely a step up. So you've definitely improved at this point. Don't given that you patronise me. Your last bunch of plots were so woeful. <laughs> Actually, no, Top Gun Maverick was really good. Top Gun Maverick was all right, yeah. So yeah, I take that back. So obviously with Top Gun Maverick and this, you, you went on to become really good. And yeah. so the next actual spoilers we'll, we'll do, you'll probably have even higher I points. honed my craft here. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I, I became a better plot predictor. Actually, I think the next one we're doing is Ghostbusters Afterlife, so hold our, let's hold our thoughts on that. Anyway. No one's perfect. But don't hold your thoughts back on your opinions of this movie. Matty D, what were your opinions of Jungle Cruise? I, wa- I, I know you're a big fan of Dwayne The Ross Johnson. Yeah, absolutely. I watched this a few days ago. Yesterday. Uh, streamed it. Yes, I did. It was yesterday, wasn't it? Holy cow. It was yesterday. Watched it on the Disney+. Plus. Wasn't mm-hmm. expecting a lot. I was like, oh, it's going to be another movie. But, you know, I actually enjoyed it a lot. Now, you know I love Dwayne, so that mm-hmm. carries the movie for me. Uh, but it was it was just a lot of fun. I found myself laughing through it. It was, it was a joy. Good, lighthearted movie. Easy yeah. to watch. Uh, the CGI was a little shaky. <laughs> a little? In the original episode, <laughs> just from us watching the trailer, we were like, the CGI in this movie does not look good. And we're like, well, they better fix this. Yeah. And, and I'm so glad they didn't. No, wait, they didn't. Did, did this movie have a 3D element to it? Because sometimes- Yes, it, yeah, it, it was supposed to come out in 3D because there was so much stuff yes. like popping at the camera. There was stuff popping out and it was just like, There what? was a scene where Dwayne The Rock Johnson just has like a ping pong paddle and he's just whacking it at the camera for a good 10 minutes. No, that doesn't happen. <laughs> that's, is it bouncing off his pecs? Friday, no, that's a different movie. It's Friday the 13th part three that that happens in. <laughs> right. Right. There's that bit where he's sailing into the tree and, and, and the yeah. branches at, towards you. And the snake always leap out yeah. it yeah anyway I, I just thought of that thought that was weird uh, you know I, I was pleasantly surprised it was a good fun easy to watch movie the only thing I didn't like I, I really like obviously the CGI was the yes. thing you didn't like I like Jack Whitehall and, okay. I, and I liked him before this movie but that that really kind of it soured the experience for me if I'm going to be very really? honest I just thought I just thought this it was it's it dated the movie so much I suppose so but the movie's supposed to harken back to old timey movies I it's guess supposed so. to harken back to like you know the African Queen obviously Indiana Jones movies Pirates of the Caribbean movies had a stretch so mm-hmm. you could say it's an element of that I guess I don't agree Totally. Okay, fair enough. Because there were never those characters in those movies anyway. So why would you? Yeah, why well, would you, you go saying in that like direction? gay characters or? Yeah, no. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I don't know. It's just a, it, it's a weird decision to say we're going to have a gay character and we're going to get uh, a straight actor to play him, and he is going to be really, really a flamboyant. I tell you how top. you could have done it better. How make McGregor straight and make Lily gay. Yeah. Exactly the same movie. Don't change any elements. But the only thing is, he's straight and she's gay. Yeah. It would have been perfectly fine. Yeah. But I don't want to like go on about that. I, that was just the one part that I just didn't like. Yeah. The rest of the movie was was a lot of fun. I think that's the best sure. thing to describe it. Just a lot of fun. And Dwayne is fantastic. Dwayne is Dwayne. Dwayne is Dwayne, Dwayne. is the rock. Yeah. As he is and always was. How'd you feel? So, would you recommend that people watch this movie? Yeah, I would. Everybody? Uh, not everybody. I, this is the type of movie I would say that if you got nothing to do in an afternoon, flick this on. It's not something you need to pay a lot of attention to. I say that a lot about these kind of movies. So, if you were recommending 
it to say a 33 year old jaded man would you would you say Kieran would you sit down would you say Kieran I recommend you go out and watch this movie what I would do Kieran is I would say Kieran I recommend you watch this movie as I bring a six pack over yeah Oh, that sounds all right to me. <laughs> that's, that's that's actually that's actually how we were going to watch the movie, but then Maddie D got the flu and we had to watch it separately. Yes, but yes. I was actually looking forward to watching this one with Maddie D just to see his reaction to it. I think this is a good movie to watch in an environment where there's other people. Yeah. That would be a cool thing. It wouldn't be a movie I'd watch again. It, it yeah. feels very much like Jumanji in that sense. Yeah. You know, yeah, as, I know what as you fun mean. as that is, you know, you wouldn't watch it. You mean like movie. the Dwayne Johnson Jumanji? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. That makes sense. Also, this movie was really funny. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Jack Jack Whitehall is just yeah knee slapping good time. Oh great, yeah, love, yeah, absolutely. He's a comedian. He is. He is. I mean, he was funny sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Truly, he was funny sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with and you. then when and then when he did the whole <laughs> early 2000s. It's funny that we called it like a. Well, it's funny that I called it a pink face performance because he literally has <laughs> a pink face no, for most of the movie. He does because <laughs> of that tattooing. I just, I just, it just disappoints me because I, I don't know, like surely Jack Whitehall. I'm not going to target anybody, but like if that was me, I would be like, oh, I got to, I'm really uncomfortable doing this, right? You would think that in 2022, someone would say that. Someone would be like, I don't really want to do like prance well, around out- and talk with a lisp. Like, I don't want to do that. It like, came out in sorry. 2021. 2021. I'm and sorry. And it was made in 2018, 2019. Sure, so. Even so. Well, yeah, you're right. There's no excusing it. There's no excuse for this whatsoever. <laughs> anyway, fun movie. So you want to know my thoughts, do you? Yeah, 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 go. So the script was incredibly derivative. There wasn't a plot element in this in this whole entire movie that, that we haven't seen before in a million other movies. Nope. The CGI was absolutely atrocious. I never believed that they were on a river at any point in the movie. <laughs> I didn't even believe that the boat was real for most of it. <laughs> and in fact, it wasn't. The bad guys were completely pointless. All of the bad guys in the movie were completely pointless and superfluous. Yep. The whole movie was about the relationship between The Rock and Emily Blunt, or their characters more so. What do you think of uh, of the Christoph Waltz impersonation yeah. that was happening? Jesse Plemons was literally <laughs> just doing an impression of Christoph Waltz, and, and that was really obvious. But I've got to say, quite like you, I thought it was a fun movie. Yeah. I enjoyed it. It was derivative. It was bad. But I got I forgave all of that because, first of all, as I said in the original episode, it's a genre of movie that I really like. You know, jungle adventure movies might as well be up there with the you know James Bond movies for me. Uh-huh. Because no matter the quality of the movie, I'm always going to find something in it to like. It was very lighthearted. It didn't take itself seriously. That was great. It went down easy. It wasn't too long. And while it wasn't an amazing movie by any stretch of the imagination... I would say if I was between the ages of maybe six and 12, I would have absolutely loved this movie. Yeah. If I saw this movie as a kid, if this movie existed when I was a kid, it would have been one of my favorite movies as a kid. And I would probably hold it with fond memories as an adult. Yeah, I, I agree with that sentiment. Also- Unfortunately, I saw it as an adult <laughs> and I'm probably never going to watch it again. Well, and, and also, you know what it's based off, so it kind of lessens it for you. I just want to quantify my enjoyment of this movie as uh-huh. well. Uh, you sort of went into this in in your own way, but I sort of feel like we, we've done a we've done movie podcasts for a number of years now, and I've I've found in speaking to people about movies and people who you know know me through the show, I, I often get accused of being like a bit of a like a film snob. So when I say like oh I don't like Marvel movies or you know these sort of fun sort of family romps, you like aren't fun my cup movies. Of tea. I got to defend you here, man, because like yeah. you like fun movies. It's I again, it depends on the movie, but the way that I see it is if we if we take the meal analogy i love to use my favorite meal analogy if we take a movie we both watched the godfather 2 recently yeah if we say that the godfather 2 is like a full-on steak dinner where you get a nice prime cut of steak with some nice you know russet potatoes perhaps like a light italian salad 
if that if the Godfather two is that delicious steak dinner, then a movie like this is going and getting a hamburger from McDonald's. Which I'm probably going to do that after this show. Yeah, absolutely. There's nothing wrong with McDonald's hamburgers. <laughs> you're having- I enjoy them. Yeah, you're <laughs> having a steak dinner, but you're not having quite a steak dinner. So that's yeah, hilarious. exactly. That's that's quite a coincidence there. But whatever. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with McDonald's hamburgers. I, you know, I'll pick McDonald's out of most of the other hamburger fast food chains. But yeah, does McDonald's make a decent hamburger? Sure, but. If if I'm gonna have like if I'm gonna go out of my way to get a hamburger, I'm not gonna get a McDonald's one. Yeah, basically. yeah. I mean, you nothing- can go and get great burgers, and they're gonna be fantastic. But you know, you know that McDonald's hamburgers are gonna be good. They're always gonna be the same quality, and I, I always enjoy them. That's how I see this movie. There's nothing wrong with McDonald's hamburgers, other than the health and ethical dilemma. We're so good, very good, very good yeah. analogy, Kieran. So this movie is very much a McDonald's <laughs> hamburger. I don't think it's the best hamburger I've ever had. But I enjoyed it for what it was, and I never expected it to be anything more. Yeah, and if you, I, I never went on the ride, so I can't really speak. Oh yeah, to and this, I liked the ride too. But I thought it was a good adaptation. I, f- I feel like from the research I did about the ride for this show, they paid a lot of tribute to the ride. Yeah, the fact that Trader Sam was there was awesome. The fact that uh, I mean, it was very. I mean, it was. It's going to be a challenge to adapt a ride which has no plot into a like a yeah. a, a movie with a, you know a full on Indiana Jones plot. But so. everything from the ride is in the movie. Exactly. Exactly. So, success there. Yeah. As loose as those elements were. Yeah. But yeah, I, I got to say, it was a fun movie. I did enjoy it for what it was, but it didn't take itself seriously. And because of that, I, I think I forgave a lot of the the dodgy plot elements. I forgave a lot of the the really dodgy CGI. And both times I watched it, I had a good time. And the twist that neither of us saw coming, like, that was crazy. That was, was kind of cool, I guess. It, does, it doesn't really add much to the movie overall, except for a few cool moments of, you know... Well, it's interesting. Dwayne Johnson hey. being the Highlander. Because, I mean, J- Dwayne Johnson is larger than life. He's always, like, a guy that can beat everybody up. But he's never been, like, other than a superhero or the Scorpion King. In these kind of movies, he's usually, like, just a guy. Yeah. So I didn't see that one coming at all. No, I didn't either. So to the movies. I mean, credit- it makes no sense. So that maybe that's why. But yeah, it's it's a bit nonsensical as we've already discussed. But I can't give it too much credit because they did the same thing in Pirates of the Caribbean yeah. with Jack Sparrow. Exactly the same it thing. Did, yeah. So eh, yeah, the whole movie was just Pirates of the Caribbean. You can have a, a Samoan conquistador that learns to have an American accent. It is no sillier than having a German with a French name. That's what we take away from this whole experience. Name, whatever. I'd love to hear other people's opinions of this movie. I want to hear someone out there who hated it. Yeah. Why did they hate it? Why is the critical scores for this movie so low? Well, they're middle of the road, aren't they? Yeah. But it's a middle of the road movie. But yeah. yeah. Please let us know what you thought of the movie yourself. You can send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. You can find us on our social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or you can simply leave us a comment on this episode's page on our Podbean site. Let us know your thoughts. Now, before we wrap it up for another week, before Matty D goes off to McDonald's, let's talk about what we're going to be predicting the plot of next week. Now, this is a movie that I know very little about, and I think Matty D knows even less so. But this is a movie that has been threatened to be released. It's been on our threatened. schedule. It's been on our schedule for a very long time, but they just keep delaying it and delaying it, delaying it. But now it finally has a set release date. So next week, we're returning to the world of Brad Pitt. We're looking at a Brad Pitt starring vehicle for the first time since uh, 2019. Because next week, we're talking about the action movie Bullet Train. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Why are you so pissed off? I don't know. This does not look good. I haven't even seen a trailer for it. I know nothing about it. Uh Well, you know, we could watch the trailer. We could be hyped for it. So that'll be good. (laughs) <laughs> You're already not keen. It's so, yeah, you know, I just, we just spoke about The Rock killing 
undead people. Well, he didn't kill anybody in this movie. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Uh, let's let's see what happens in Bullet Train. So if let's. you have any theories on what you think is going to happen in Bullet Train, please let us know before next week. And we're going to come back, of course, with our Class A highly researched, most likely extremely accurate plot predictions. Oh, oh, super accurate. If this week's effort was anything to go by. And until then. Until then. Exits on the right. If you look to the left of the boat, you'll see some very playful toucans. They're playing their favorite game of beak wrestling. The only drawback is only two can play. There's two birds and those are toucans and saying there's only two can play. Not one, but two can play. The rocks you see here in the river are sandstone, but some people just take them for granted. It's one of my boulder attractions. You know, before this, I used to work in an orange juice factory, but I got canned. Couldn't concentrate. Yeah, they put the squeeze on me too. That's a good one. I should have opened with that one.